trouble, Lord, obstacles, we pray, Lord, that in Jesus' name you would heal them, deliver them, and set them free. We thank you for everything that you do, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's turn to John chapter 12. Hallelujah. So glad you're here today. We're handing out Bibles in just in case you left yours home. John chapter 12, verse 1. It says, in verse 1, then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was the fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, Let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Leading up to Resurrection Sunday, to Easter Sunday, we're talking about the love of God and its effect on us. The passion of Jesus going to the cross. Went to the cross to die for us. Last week we talked about how him going to the cross, his passion for us, can bring us back from the brink, can raise things that are dead in our life back to life. Today we're going to talk about his love reveals who we really are. His love reveals who we really are. Oh, she wanted to get dedicated too. You can sign up next time. She's saying, Pastor Joe, Pastor Joe, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> so we see here, this is after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Now that they're at the house of Simon the leper, who I guess was a leper that Jesus healed because they wouldn't be sitting at the table with a leper. Amen? So they're at the table. And... All of a sudden, Mary of Bethany, it says, who is, we know, is Martha's sister and Lazarus' brother. Of course, she's really happy because that oil that she would have used at Lazarus' funeral, she didn't have to break it out. But now she is taking this oil, which is worth a year's wages, which in the Northeast is probably an average of about $40,000 worth of perfume. Now, I bought my wife perfume recently, and it was like over 100 bucks. I almost had a pulmonary, you know, <laughs> but $40,000 for a bottle of, uh, of perfume, wow, I know you ladies think you're worth it, and you are, so she takes, it, it, it was an alabaster box, they call it, or jar, it was like stone, and it was sealed on the top with wax, 
And this was most likely something that she would have broken out when she got married or a really special occasion. Or she, they could have sold it because it's worth a lot of money. And uh, she opens it up and she pours it on Jesus' feet and starts wiping her feet, his feet with her hair. And if you see, the, you'll see this account in Matthew and Mark as well and in Luke. But in Luke, it seems as though, and it's pretty sure that that was a year earlier when it happened in Luke. But in uh, Matthew and Mark, um, you see this same thing. And uh, the disciples got a little upset. But here, it says specifically that Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, he says, you know, he gets upset. He's like, we could have sold that and given it to the poor. And Jesus says, leave her alone. See, the love of God reveals who you really are. The love of God reveals who you really are. Some of you really don't even know who you are. But today, I promise you, by the end of this service, you'll know where you stand with him. Now, I want, I want to just say something before I get into my message. I was accused a couple weeks ago that when I'm preaching, I'm mad. I want to let you know one thing right now. I'm not mad. I'm just passionate. And that's just how my passion comes out. And if you don't like it, no. Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. But the lukewarm, spit it out of my mouth, he said. I want you to see the reactions of the love of Jesus. First, Mary. Mary saw plenty. Judas saw not enough. Mary had a generous eye. Judas had an evil eye. Now you can put up that first scripture. <laughs> I was talking to the men yesterday about this, about a generous eye and an evil eye. And in Matthew chapter 6, hopefully they can put that scripture up. Thank you. The lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. What is Jesus talking about? He's saying how you see things is who you are. And this thing that he said about the evil eye, this is a Jewish idiom. This is a, something that the Jews understood because it's from the book of Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23. Eat not thou the bread of him that has an evil eye. Neither desire his dainty meats. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Now you hear a lot about, you know, this scripture taking it apart where, you know, as a person thinks that's who they are. And we use that to, you know, confess scripture and think on the word and think on how Jesus thinks on things. And that's right. But in the context here, it's talking about somebody who acts like they have a generous eye, but inside they don't. 
So just because you act generous doesn't mean you are. Look what Judas said. He said, we could have taken that and given to the poor. Oh, that sounds so nice, Judas. Maybe you would be there and say the same thing. But Mary saw it right. Somebody more valuable than the poor was there. Jesus said, the poor you'll have with you always. Let's move on here. Mary saw worth. Judas saw waste. Let me say that again. Mary saw worth. Judas saw waste. She saw the worth of Jesus. Judas couldn't see that. All he could see was something being wasted on God. Mary sowed devotion. Judas sowed distraction. Mary sowed devotion. Judas sowed distraction. Mary, the love of Jesus, <laughs> revealed who Mary was. The first time we see Mary, she's in the house. Martha's fixing the kitchen. She's in the living room. Now, that doesn't mean like men, when we're in the living room, we're doing the right thing. Okay? Mary was in the living room at Jesus' feet. And Martha got upset because she was doing all the cleaning. And Jesus said to her, listen, Mary has chosen the right thing. He wasn't mad at Martha. He didn't say, you know, you're going to hell. He was just like, look, she's made a good choice because I'm here right now. Let me tell you something. If you came here today, you made a good choice. Because God invited you into his house. And you didn't put the invitation on a cupboard and forget about it. And every time you make the decision to be in his presence, you've made the right choice. So that's the first time we see her at his feet. The second time, we talked about last week, when Lazarus was dead and Jesus came. And when she heard he was coming, she ran out to him and fell at his feet. Because she was sorrowful. So she went to his feet when she needed to hear the word. She went to his feet when she was sorrowful. And here we have her at his feet in total devotion. The love of God should lead you to devotion. The love of God should lead you to devotion. Mary bought in. Judas sold out. Mary bought in to everything that was Jesus. Judas sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. Mary was remembered for her generosity, for her goodness. Judas was remembered for what? His evil, his betrayal. Mary poured out her gift. Judas held on to what he had, and he wanted to take more. Let me say that again. Mary poured out all she had. Judas, it said, not only wanted to keep that, but he was stealing money. He Not only did he hold back, but he took more. Do you know there are people that go to churches that are takers? What's in it for me? Mary didn't care. 
Mary caused a sweet fragrance in that room by pouring out that expensive perfume. Oh, man. Isn't it great when somebody walks in the room and they smell good? When my wife walks into the room of my house and she's got that happy perfume on, oh, I just like it. It makes me happy. Oh! Where are your minds going? Listen! Hey, guys, is there a certain perfume that your wife wears that you really enjoy? Only one? <laughs> Ladies, is there a really nice cologne you love when your husband wears? Now, let me try this again. Guys, is there a really nice perfume you like when your wife wears it? Man. Yo! Man up! Even if it is Chanel number five. So what? Mary caused a sweet fragrance in that room. You know what Judas did? He stunk up the joint. Stunk it up with his bad attitude. Here is something like so awesome going on right now. Mary's pouring out everything she's got. They're at dinner. Lazarus, who was just dead, has been raised to life. I mean, it's a good time. Listen, if I die and get raised to life, come to the party because it's going to be rip-roaring. I'm having a DJ, maybe wine, maybe, just maybe for you that are against that. No wine. There'll be no wine. But there's going to be gladness. There's going to be joy. Man, this was a joyous time. Wow. Lazarus sitting at the table. I would just want to be at the table and say, what was it like to be dead? Did you see anything? Did you get to talk to Moses? What happened? I think, I think everybody was having a good time but Lazarus. I think it was Lazarus was like, why the heck did they have to raise me back from the dead, man? Heaven was awesome. Judas stunk up the joint. You know why? Judas's eye was on people and things. Mary could only see the Savior. Mary could only see a Savior. You see, the single eye, it says in Matthew 6, the single eye is the good eye. It's the eye that only sees the Savior. The evil, the bad eye, is the one that sees everything but the Savior. Woo. <laughs> How we react to God's love and God's passion reveals who we really are. There's two kinds of mindsets that are revealed here. It's the mindset of Mary and it's the mindset of Judas. Which one do you identify with? Because I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, only one of them has value to Jesus. Only one of them has value to Jesus. Let's look here at verse 2 in John 12. I've pulled from some different translations to get my point across. It's all the same. The words are correct. So if you see something in there that isn't in yours, it's because it's a different translation. 
Look what it says here in verse 2. Here a dinner, this is the New International Version. Here a dinner was given. <laughs> in whose honor? Jesus' honor. This dinner was given in Jesus' honor. How many of you like going to people's birthday parties? 50th birthday parties? 60th birthday parties? I never want to go to that. <laughs> Sweet 16s. Whatever it might be. How many of you enjoy that? Mm. What's important to you? The venue? Where they having it? Everybody always says, where they having it? You know, we're going to have our 15th anniversary dinner. Where are they having it? Studio 54. We're having it at Studio 54. That's right. I figure where it started for me, that's where we could celebrate. <laughs> where are they having it? What, what kind of music are they going to have? What kind of music are they going to have? They going to have a DJ? Live band? They gonna have dancing? Is Dan, is Courtney gonna lead that dancing train? <laughs> and then you go to the party. The music stinks. The food's no good. Let me ask you a question. Why'd you go to the party? To honor somebody. When you go to church, is it like these church these seats? I mean, they are comfortable. But I, I would kind of like the thing where the legs go up and <laughs> can we have a cup holder just right here? Can I watch the game while Pastor Joe's preaching? It would really make it a lot. You know, I, I love the music, but in the middle of that third song, there was a bad note, and it just I just can't get it out of my head. It's okay. Can't get past it. There wasn't. There wasn't. It was perfect today. You know, I kind of like Pastor Joe. He's funny every once in a while. When's he going to get to his message? You know, I think he just makes me laugh to keep me paying attention. But I love Pastor Alicia. She's great. <laughs> Amen. It was in Jesus' honor. Have we forgot why we're here? Did we forget? Or are we like Judas? You know, they could have had wooden chairs with no cushions, and we could have given that money to benevolence. They could have left the floor just plywood, and we would have been fine. A little creaky, but it would have been fine. Did we forget why we're here, people? Have you forgotten why we're here? I'm not mad. <laughs> Have we forgotten who the worship service is for? 
I feel like sometimes I have. I'm not, I'm not looking at you and pointing my finger. You're so bad, and I'm mad at you. Not now, anyway. Uh, I forget. You know what happens when the lights and the, and the technical stuff doesn't happen here in the church? Don't look at me, because I'm like this. I'll be like this. And I, I'm sort of like the exorcist. My head turns around. And I look up into the sound booth, and if it's a teen up there, they just duck. They just duck. When Sarah Jackson is up there, she goes like this. She's so cute. I told her last week, I'm not mad at you. Not now. <laughs> the point being is, what, did I forget while I was here? Did I forget? I'm here to honor him. I'm here in, it's, this is in his honor. Have we forgotten? That's why a lot of people don't go to church all the time. Yeah, I'm mad at you. No. <laughs> That's why people don't go to every meeting they possibly can and get in his presence because they forgot why they're going. They, you know, I, I was talking to somebody recently and, and they said, you know, I work all week, so Sunday's, uh, uh, Sunday's my day off or it's my day to relax or whatever. What he was really saying is I see no benefit in going to church. Because I assure you, if it was a class that it said that if you go to this class for 12 weeks at the end, you'll get a million dollars, he'd be the first one there. Say amen right now, because that's good. So what you're saying is a million dollars is more valuable than Jesus? That's a dangerous place to be in. And today you need to repent of it. Because it's not about the church and it's not about the people. It's about him. We do it in his honor. And guess what? He's worth more than an alabaster jar of perfume that's $40,000. He's worth more than that. He's worth more than that. Mary saw worth. Judas saw waste. What do you see? Is it a waste of time for you to honor Jesus? Don't say no and all this stuff unless you're living that way. Because that's even worse. Then you're like the guy in Proverbs who acts like you're generous on the outside, but inside you have an evil eye. I'm not mad. <laughs> Judas sits in the seat of the mockers, talks about in Psalm chapter 1. And I see Christian commentators all the time. You know what they do? They sit up in the booth. Hey, there goes Pastor Kev with the guitar. Hey, Pastor John, why is he standing up on the keyboard this week? Pastor Alicia didn't give me a gift this week. <laughs> Robert Nemeth didn't encourage me with a scripture this week. Alana just walked right by me this week. Just sitting there commentating. I don't want to be a commentator in God's house. I want to be Mary. I want to sit at his feet and hear his word. I want to tell him that something's dead in my life and I need help. 
when I receive his love, I want to be devoted to him and say, all I have is yours. I want to pour out what I have for him. When was the last time you poured out what you had for him? John 12, verse 4. It says, Judas, who betrayed him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold? Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're always objecting to stuff going on in the church, you need to repent right now. Because it's all done to honor him. If you find yourself objecting all the time, you need to repent and change your ways. How many of you, like me, were ever in that place? You took your eyes off of the Savior. You forgot what it was all about. I forgot what it was all about. We forgot what it was all about. It's to honor Him. To honor Him. To honor Him. When you don't come to honor Him, it's not on me. It's not on me. And the Lord said, just let that go. Because, like, I would take it like, oh, somebody's not coming to church and just like, what is the matter with them? I just couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. And God said, that's right, you can't understand it. You can't. Because people are going through stuff. They're hurting. Judas was hurting. Anybody that could steal money from Jesus is hurting. He objected. Why? Because it wasn't being done his way. Oh, God. Somebody better say amen right now. Man up is right. Because people will come into God's house and be there for a week and say, why are they doing it that way? Why don't they do it my way? Because you know what? If we do it your way, then the person over there is going to say, why are they doing that way? And then if we do it that way, the other person is going to say, why are we doing it that way? We're trying to do it his way. And we're imperfect at doing it. Have we forgot why we're here? If it's not done your way, that doesn't make it wrong. Do you come to church concerned about how it's done instead of for whom it's done? Listen, people, I am not hoisting guilt on you. I, I, I go through this myself. You don't think, as pastor, you go through it probably more. As a leader, it's a greater calling on your life for the people here that lead groups and different things, people that are deacons and ushers, you know? They really have to check, am I doing this to honor Jesus? Or do I want it done different? You know? If, if I, you know, they asked me to wear a bow tie today. I didn't. They didn't get mad at me, I hope. Pastor John and Pastor Kevin were like, I don't think I could do a bow tie. I was like, I'm not doing a bow tie. That's for the young guys. Especially the Latino guys really look good in these bow ties. I don't understand why. Man, they just look good, period. Handsome. And, of course, the Jamaican guy with the white bow tie, of course. 
Courtney. <laughs> Don't become a church commentator. If you start to become that and you start to mock, guess what it'll lead you to? Betrayal. Judas started out mocking, commentating, and before you know it, right after this instance, it says that he went and betrayed Jesus. Mocking, commentating, focusing on the wrong thing will lead you to betrayal. Well, you better not betray me because that'll make me mad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not betraying me. He betrayed Jesus. And Jesus knew he would, and Jesus would still forgive him. It still does. Amen. After he didn't get the money from the perfume, he went to the who? To the leaders and got 30 pieces of silver. Before I finish this message, I want to share something really interesting about this whole thing. Um, in Matthew 14, or is it Mark 14? Mark 14. It says that this happened. This is the same thing. It happened in Bethany, we know, right? And that's where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and Mary was from Bethany. And it says it was at the house of Simon the leper. Simon the leper. <laughs> uh, I guess he was a leper that Jesus healed. Now, the other instance of this story is in Luke chapter 7. And in this, they don't say the name of the person. They just say that the woman was a sinner. They say it was the house at the house of Simon the Pharisee, okay? And it seems like it happened in Galilee. This happened in Bethany, which is right by Jerusalem, which is Judea. So it seems like, but it's not 100% sure. If you look in Luke chapter 7 that it happened in Galilee, we've been to Israel. That's like saying... The first time it happened, the one time it happened with the sinful woman at the house of Simon the Pharisee, that it happened in Bergen County, you know. And now this one happened in Middlesex County because we're Jerusalem, okay? We're Judea. Do you know what? It's really interesting that, that New Jersey and Israel look almost exactly the same on a map. And if you go on the map of Israel and find Jerusalem, you go on the map of New Jersey and go to the same place, you'll find North Brunswick. Well, Maybe Middlesex County, but uh, it's pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible. Hey, we're God's favorite. Is that okay? If you're visiting with us today, we just want you to know we're God's favorite, but as long as you're here, you are too. And people from other churches and places too. Yeah, we'll get. But um, where was that? Yes, yeah, Simon the Pharisee. So it seems as though when you look in Luke chapter 7 that this situation that happened, because you remember, right, the sinful woman and Jesus said to Simon, you know, because Simon the Pharisee got mad and said, why is this sinful woman wiping your feet? And, and, and Jesus perceived his thoughts and said to him, uh, you know, because she has been forgiven much, so she loves much, right? Now, there's like one, there are two commentators out of 100, two historians, two scholars out of 100 think that that is the same instance as this. There actually are some very, you know, respected ones. I don't think so, okay? Because it seems like it was a year earlier in a different place, and Jesus, the reaction that happened was different, okay? But is it possible 
that this Simon the Pharisee got leprosy. I don't know. Jesus healed him. He became Simon the leper and moved up to Judea. I don't know. I mean, that's one crazy thought. Who knows? We don't know. Or did God just use the names to parallel the situation that happened? Now, a lot of people were named Simon. But not everybody had a Simon the Pharisee or Simon the leper. Here's, here's, let me just pile something more on you to think about and see if I can Rubik's Cube your brain. Judas's name is Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. I don't know. Was he son of Simon the Pharisee? You know, when Judas betrayed Jesus, he had the channels right to the Jewish leaders. Maybe it's because his father was one of them. Or, how about this? Here he is in Simon the leper's house. So say Judas's father had leprosy and Jesus healed him. And that's part of his reason for staying with him. Because Judas, the whole time, had something going on inside of him. Some people, you know, uh, God does something great in your family, in your house, and you just stay with church and God because something, you did something good. You're just going to stick it out. What if they were in Judas's father's house? And so Judas felt emboldened to say, because this is the only time Judas, we see him speaking up, he says, we should have sold that and given it to the poor. Maybe Judas was mad at his dad. Or how about this? When Judas said that, Jesus said, leave her alone. If Judas was in his own house where his dad was throwing a dinner in Jesus' honor, and a woman comes in and Judas says something, and then Jesus embarrasses him in front of his dad in his own house, Whatever it was, it led Judas to go right to the religious leaders and betray Jesus and sell him out. That's it. Think about it. I just wanted to leave you with that. There's a lot of things in the Bible that everybody agrees to disagree upon, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't think about it. That doesn't mean we shouldn't ponder it because it's really cool. It's really important. And you know what? You won't know until you die and you get to heaven and you ask Simon the leper. I'm not sure Judas is going to be there. <laughs> Matthew 7, 21. I want you to see something here. <laughs> this is the end of the part where, you know, you're cut to the heart and thinking like, oh gosh, am I honoring him or not? Am I coming to church with the right attitude? Jesus said, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everybody's going to heaven? No. <laughs> no. Even people that, that call me Lord aren't going to heaven. I didn't make this up, people. This is the words of Jesus. By the way, the words of Jesus are always what? True. He's God. But the one that does the will of my Father in heaven, those will go to heaven. Many, not a few, many will say to me, Lord, 
Didn't we prophesy your name, cast out demons, do many wonders in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. I was talking to somebody recently about coming to church, about going to at least another meeting outside of church. And their argument to me was, well, going to church doesn't get, to you, get you to heaven. And I said, you're absolutely right. It doesn't. And going to prayer meeting or going to Bible study or serving with the youth or even serving in the nursery, God forbid. That doesn't get you to heaven either. It's those who do the will of my Father. But I dare say, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're not going to church, if you're not going to any kind of Bible study, if you're not fellowshipping with any other Christians, then you're not doing anything for God. <laughs> Hello! If the shoe fits, wear it! I'm not mad. But you know what? I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it either. Man up! Woman up! Kid up! Teen up. Single girl up. <laughs> See, I believe that Mary knew him. You know why? Because she was anointing him for his burial. She was maybe the only one that knew in a couple days Jesus is going to give his life. Do you know him? You know how she knew him? Because she sat at his feet where he was, she was. Oh, God, that is so good. That is so good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That is so good. Philippians 3.7. Paul said, whatever was to my prophet, I consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more? I consider everything. Say everything. A loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus. Not just Jesus, but my Lord Jesus. My Lord. Years ago, when they were saying people getting saved, people getting saved, and then they came up with something called Lordship Salvation. It's not just that you get saved, but that he becomes your Lord. Say amen. <laughs> and when your Lord's house is open... And we're giving a party in his honor. You know, the kingdom of God is a party. Tony Campolo said it. <laughs> when his house is open and we're honoring him, I, I would I dare say it might be a good idea to be there. Just throwing that out there. A little nugget for you. For whose sake I've lost everything. He said, I consider it all rubbish that I could just gain Jesus. And be found in him, not having righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Jesus. The righteousness that comes from God is by faith. I want to know Jesus. The reason we come here is to get to know him and understand his worth. What does his love drive you to do? Today when we were worshiping, I literally 
broke. Because I was thinking about this and that that happened from the conference yesterday, that happened at church this morning, all this stuff. And all of a sudden, Caitlin teaching song, they started doing it, which is an absolutely positively anointed song. They started saying stuff like, I just want to praise you. Wonderful you are. I literally broke. I had to preach my own message to me. I'm here to honor him. Then I could say, show me your glory, Jules. <laughs> to honor him. It says in verse 3 of John 12, we're closing now. Mary took a pound of very costly oil and anointed the feet of Jesus. She broke the seal of that valuable perfume, which was worth, who knows, $40,000, $50,000. Know something? Let me tell you something about that perfume that was wax sealed into that jar. That perfume was nothing until it was poured out. You didn't smell it. <laughs> he didn't feel that perfume oil on his body. It was nothing until it was poured out. Many of you have a wax seal on your heart. Oh. Oh, that's good. Oh. Say, preach it again, Pastor. I've been waiting for somebody to say that. There you go. So I could say, don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. I always want to say that. Because I know I'm preaching good. I'm not mad. Until you pour out your gift, it's not a sweet aroma to anybody. Never mind God. Until you pour out your heart. Is your heart sealed? Or are you broken before him? Because you know who he is. Mary didn't think twice about taking $40,000 worth of oil and pouring it out on a guy who was going to be gone in three days. He did come back to life. But in her mind, he's about to die. She knew something. You know, maybe you've been coming to church or maybe you haven't been coming to church. Whatever it is, you better start knowing something. Because when you die, you'll go before him and he'll say, either enter into the joy of my Lord, into the joy of the Lord, or I never knew you. You know, one of the first things I heard as a Christian was that scripture where it's like, well, people will say, Lord, Lord, and didn't I do this and didn't I do that? And Jesus said, I never knew you. That cut my heart open. Because what he was saying is you didn't take the time to have a relationship with me. You didn't take the time to get to know me. How do you get to know me? By worshiping me, by hearing my word, by fellowshipping, and by pouring out my heart, by being devoted. Think about Jesus going to the cross. What does that bring out in you? The love, the passion that he would do that for you. The, 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 and he would die for you and you could be forgiven of all the mistakes you made. You know what it brings out in me? Jesus, whatever you want, I'm so sorry. Thank you for doing that for me. I love you. Wherever you go, I want to be. Whatever you want me to do, I want to do. Because when I die, I want to meet you and I want you to say, well done. So bad do I want to hear him say that. Well done. Well done. I want to hear him say that. 
I never got to hear my dad say that. I never got to hear my mom say that. But I'm going to get to hear my real dad say that. And that's going to be the greatest blessing I ever have in my life. The house was filled, it says in verse 3, with the fragrance. It smelled good. Here's the, here's the worst thing about it, people. The house smelled like heaven. And the disciples, and especially Judas, couldn't enjoy it. It was right there. Because when you come in with a Judas attitude, you'll never smell the fragrance. You see that? But when you come knowing it's honoring him, you'll be able to experience that anointing of God that is so valuable more than any perfume, more than any money. It's able to heal you and deliver you and set you free. Mary knew it. Mary sensed it. And I'm sure when Lazarus sat back at the table, smelled that smell, it was like, that's the aroma of the resurrection of my life. But the other guys, with that beautiful smell in the room, with God himself sitting at the table, couldn't enjoy it. 2 Corinthians 2.15 says, We are to God the, aro the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, we're the smell of death. To the other, we are the fragrance of life. And what was Jesus' response to all this? Leave her alone. In verse 7. It was intended that she would do this. You'll always have the poor, but you won't always have me. Now, what he was saying is, I'm about to go. But what does that mean for us? We're about to go. Jesus could come back tonight, tomorrow. He could come back for the, before I end this service, and I promise it's ending. Before I end this sermon. Your window of opportunity is now. Let me say this again. Your window of opportunity is now. It, was ju it just passed. Your window of opportunity is now. It just passed. Your window of opportunity is now. It just passed. He was saying, the poor are always going to be around, but this window of opportunity for you is now. Think about that for a second. Let that sink in. Don't waste what you have on that which is perishing. Jesus said in Mark 14, 8, she has done what she could. She has come to anoint my body before burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be told as a memorial to her in remembrance of her. Wherever the gospel is preached, They'll talk about the fact that Mary gave it all. They'll talk about that Mary knew what was going on. Wherever this good news is preached, it's a memorial to her. 
What will you be remembered for? Did you pour it all out for him? Were you a sweet aroma? Did you honor him when you were in his presence? <sighs> I have to tell you, I've stunk up the joint myself. But I strive to be a sweet aroma for him. I want to be remembered that I poured out my life for him. I want to pour my life out, it says, like a drink offering. I want to empty this cup for him. I have no other choice because everything else is a loss. You ever see the Terminator movie? He appears on earth naked. He leaves naked. You appeared on earth as a naked baby. You're going to leave as a naked person before him whom you must give account. What are you going to be remembered for? Amen. Let's just let's make sure that everyone here has made Jesus their Lord and Savior. You heard what Jesus said. He said, many are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, but when they see me again, they're going to say, I never knew you. Do you know Jesus? Have you made him Lord of your life? By praying and receiving him into your heart. If you're not 100% sure right now that you know him and he knows you, you need to say this prayer, believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth, and your life will be totally changed. It's not on me. It's not on the worship team. <laughs> it's not on the church. It's between you and him. But I'm just going to give you the opportunity to do it. And we do it according to what Jesus said to do. Because <laughs> he is the word. So let's bow our heads. And just, if, if, if you're, if right now you just don't want to do that, please, I, I just ask you to do it for the person next to you. Because this might be their day. Just say this prayer to me. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross. For my sin. Father, I've made mistakes. But Jesus died for me. And you raised him from the dead. I accept that sacrifice. For me, Jesus, come into my heart. Make me brand new. Amen. Eyes closed, head bowed right now. If you said that prayer, you want to make Jesus Lord of your life today. Don't be shy. Raise your hand right now. Raise your hand if you want to make Jesus Lord of your life. Is there anyone who hears my voice? It wants to receive salvation today. Amen. Hallelujah. If your hand's up and I can't see it, that's okay. You did it, and that counts. You have a new life in Christ. I'm going to ask the rest of the worship team to come forward right now. I want you to just take a moment. I want you to think about what God spoke to you today through me. Maybe you're here today and, and, and what you heard from God really moved your heart. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you forgot who we're honoring here. Maybe you realize that instead of pouring yourself out, you haven't even opened the jar. 
Maybe you just want to say, you know what? Today, I rededicate my life to honor you, Jesus. To honor you. If that's you, I want you to come to the front right now. I want you to come to the front. Come to his altar and say, you know what? I pour myself out to you today. God, I offer myself as a living sacrifice to you. What you said today, Lord, spoke to my heart. I'm ready. I'm ready to rededicate myself. I haven't been honoring you with everything. And today, at your altar, I'm going to pour out my life. I know there are people that hear my voice right now that know that God is speaking directly to them. I'm going to wait for you for a moment. I'm going to wait for you to come. I'm going to wait for you to come. For you to come, I want you to come up to this altar right now. Lay back against you and breathe. your heart Do you want to know him? Do you want him to know you? Then offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Mary didn't care. What anybody said, Mary didn't care what anybody thought. Mary was like, you're Jesus, and you're more valuable than anything I could offer. So I offer myself to you today. Everybody else, if you would just stand to your feet right now. I just want to pray for you all before I release you. If you want, we will be up here. We have people that will pray with you. So if you need prayer for your body, for your health, for your finances, for a broken relationship, for depression, oppression, whatever it might be, we will be here to pray for you. Come on up. Don't be, we're going to be up here for a while to pray for you. For the rest of you, I pray that God's love his passion would motivate you to have a heart like Mary, to pour out your life as a sacrifice for him. For him, I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. If you want to leave, you can quietly leave. Hug two or three people on the way out. Don't forget, don't forget who we're honoring. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. God bless you.
to you 
Glory, 
Here I am to worship. 